0: So at this time, very interesting, BJ, just in June 2023, made the senior national team in tumbling. So tumbling is a a USA Gymnastics event. It's not an Olympic event. Uh, He competes in two non-Olympic events. It's tumbling and double mini trampoline, or they call DMT. Well, this was quite the year because last year he didn't make the senior national team and it was very tough and he missed it by two tenths. People in gymnastics know that ain't very much. So the past year had been very challenging for us, for him to stay pretty much motivated because he was disappointed he didn't reach his goals. And I had to do a lot of just support to keep going and, yeah, you get through it. And, you know, young people don't see things in a longer timeline that adults do. Uh, And even I had went through my ups and downs, but it doesn't help when you're not feeling confident about not making a team. So. Now we're at the point We're very excited he made the national team, and he's been traveling. He went to a competition in Portugal already. His first as a senior international elite athlete, and he did well, which is super exciting. And I went, which was super exciting. I really went just to support him. We've been going through some issues this year about making sure yeah, you know, BJ's looked out for. Um, and so if his coach doesn't go, I tend to go, right? Uh, his coach, Roger Walker, is very capable of looking out for the boy. Uh, but now he's a man and he just turned 18. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I am. This is, a, this is a change for series for sure. There are a lot of decisions at this age. So BJ just graduated from high school. He just turned 18. And he wants to go to college uh, next semester at Bowie State, which is an HBCU in Maryland. Now, this was a long process, just so you know. He, he can't go to any school because he wants to keep training. So what we had to do was find a place where there's a club that had a high enough level coaches and that his coach approved of for him to transfer to. And go to college because the one thing he was certain he didn't want to do, he didn't want to stay in New York City or New Jersey. He was like ready to go, go. So we were spending all year trying to figure out that aspect. But as it turns out, now that he's made the national team, he qualified as a senior for um, the world championships, which are going to be held in Birmingham, England in November. Now, along with the World Championships, is a training camp for a week in France. And then you have the World Championships, which is another week. And he qualified in double mini trampoline for the World Age Group, which is following the World Championships. So that's three weeks in November, pretty much. Uh, no school's going to let you out three weeks, especially a freshman. <laughs> and so we have made the decision to defer until January because also he needs to keep training with his coach, Roger Walker, you know, making transitions. People really need to understand this is, is, is a lot, even just changing a gym, what time of the season it is. There are so many things that people should consider. And and we've had to do this. We had to talk very carefully with the coach. Roger is very close with BJ, you know, coaches, it takes a lot of energy to train elite athletes and, Moving to another gym is just not la-di-da kind of thing. It is very uh, emotional, and you have to navigate it. The one thing that I have worked very closely with BJ is, for one, for him to communicate with his coach, because I know he's 18, but he still you know, communicates like a teenager. Yikes. Okay, have to communicate with your coach. But I spend a lot of time making sure that he keeps that relationship forward. I mean, I was a coach, so I've, I've been burned. So I know what it's like when people just decide, hey, I'm going exit stage right. (laughs) I'm taking my gymnastics with me, even though I've been working with you for like four or five years. Let's be clear. So all of these things parents need to understand, even if it's like the local team or the whatever team. It's like never too small or never too large that you have good communication with coaches if you have to do any transition and you give them as much time and they need to talk about it and feel comfortable. Like I'm not, BJ's not going to go train someplace that Roger doesn't feel comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? So it was a lot. It was a lot. And that's what you have to keep in mind at all times. I'm curious about how this decision-making process compares to what you went through when you turned 18 And we're deciding about college. Not only was it like a different, you know, different generation, but also different sport, different discipline. Uh, You know, rhythmic is an Olympic sport and was at that time. You know, it was so funny. So about a week or so ago, I was talking to BJ about this because we were talking about the college thing. he doesn't want to go to college, wants that experience. And I told him, I actually, my sister noticed this. So I told my sister, she's like, girl, you just did what you needed to do to train, which was true. Okay, so my story was, yes, rhythmic was an Olympic sport, but I still, it was by the time I was at college, it was around that time, but the real issue was, what I did was I stayed in town, so I went to Wayne State University, which is a great university in Detroit, Michigan, but my coach was there, and I went to Wayne State, but it took me a long time to finish college, because like BJ, the world championships are always in the fall sometime, and then we always to do something, so I often took off a semester of college, either to like go train in Bulgaria or go to this international meet. It was something that I had to navigate because I wasn't a collegiate sport, right? I wasn't competing. I didn't have a scholarship. It was just me trying to get a college education and compete in an international sport, which is pretty much the same thing he's doing. But um, so he, but he doesn't want to stay home. The easy thing for BJ would have been to like, just go to, NYU, CUNY, any, you know, any store, any college in New York or New Jersey still train with Roger. Now, here's the other thing, which is like hilarious. He's not driving yet. Now, this is a New York City situation because kids don't get their license until they're 18. But he's been so freaking busy. He hasn't been able to, you know, take the time. And if he goes to Maryland, he's going to have to drive himself to practice. I mean, it's just like a gazillion things that you have to think about. and He needs to prepare with. But as parents will know, if you have an elite athlete, they're just pretty much thinking about their sport, the top thing. And you have to navigate all of these other things uh, together. And so for me, it was simple because I wanted to stay home. But for him, it's a little bit more complex. But, you know, these are things you have to deal with. You traveled a lot as a gymnast when you were competing, and now you're traveling as the parent of an athlete. What is that like? Do you ever feel the need to coach? Are you out on the floor ever? Are you just purely the mom? Yeah, I have to admit it's a very weird situation to be in. Usually at nationals and stuff like that, I'm on the floor because we have a lot of other Wendy Hilly Gymnastics Foundation athletes, like six or so. So internationally, especially in this last meet, which is totally interesting when I went to Portugal. There weren't a lot of parents in general. The seniors are older, so a lot of them are in their 20s and stuff like that, and their parents don't go. But, you know, there were a few sets of parents there. But, no, I didn't coach him, and his coach wasn't there. I was real just there to look out for him. But all what I do is I just make sure he's okay, does he need anything. He likes to hang out with his buddies, and this is what athletes do. They like to hang out with their friends. And um, it was just pretty Interesting. He likes, and I always have to ask him, right? I ask, him, Do you want me to come? Because if you don't want me to come, it's okay. He's got a coach. So Roger does great. And when I deal with BJ as a parent and as a former coach, the biggest thing I do is kind of read his signs and ask him what he needs. And if it's not being close to him, then I stay away. It's, you know, it's, it's parents really have to understand that part. Um, And he's really funny about it. I said, do you want me to go? I have to go. I mean, I have traveled the world already. I've I've done this gig. (laughs) So it's not like a new thing for me. Uh, It's always wonderful to travel the world and things like that. But the reality of it is, is that I'm only doing this to support him. Now, for me, it's a little bit easier because, gymnastics. this is my work, right? And now we have Zegwe Carter, which is another athlete that's going to Worlds and Wags. So it's kind of, and we sponsor both of these athletes. But I will say, from a parental standpoint, it is there to kind of support your child, but you have to keep a distance if you're not really on the floor coaching them. Just be there as a support system, and you know, buy them a t-shirt, which all did. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, money. I'm the ATM. He's lucky on that end, but yeah, it, and it's hard. It's sometimes hard for parents to do, but it's um, it's better because you know I had to remember this is a little deja vu. My parents went to a lot of weeds. right? My parents went to my first world championships in London, England, which is cray-cray. My first world championships and my son's first world championships are in England. What are you going to say about that? Crazy. And my mom and dad both went. And my coach and because she wasn't the official coach, but she went. So, it's kind of interesting that I'm a little bit in a deja vu kind of thing because <laughs> my mother went to So many of my international meets. Um, But as a parent, it's great if you can do that one. It's great if you can experience it together and support your child. But it's really even more so. Sometimes parents just have to be a supporter. That's all. And coaches say that all the time. Run the bath if they're sore, go get them eyes, la, 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 la. It's like that, you know, talk to them. And I spend a lot of time, I will say, VJ and I have a lot of serious talks about managing emotions communicating with your coach making sure that you're consistent you know he's pretty good at going to practice I don't right you know he's that he doesn't need that motivation but uh communicating with a coach because it's a teenager and he's got a teenage head and you know it's like whoo. that takes managing any parent knows that with a teenager so just imagine trying to get a teenager to communicate with a coach so Parents have to realize that you can be an in-between, You not to communicate for them. This is hard for me. I do talk to Roger a lot. But for BJ, he has to learn to communicate. Because I told him. And parents have to realize this. If, you're, if your child and your coach are not getting along or the relationship is not good, it's just tough. It is just It just makes it that much harder. It totally does. In gymnastics especially, because your coach has, has your eyes, right? They tell you what to do in gymnastics. You really need to have that. But I think in most sports, the relationship with a coach has to be managed like everything. It's communication. You know, come on, come on. You know, everything in life is communication. So I think for young people, you have to navigate it for them. But they do, you know, Kathy Johnson mentioned this, they have to be able to advocate for themselves as well. And that's what parents have to teach kids to do.